party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. My girl. Now, I've just given you all a big hint to what we might be reviewing today on a German and a Catholic go to the movies. So, Gregor, do you know who sang that song? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a... I find it's kind of an unknown... Uh, yeah, it's an awesome hit. song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's Eddie Murphy and the legendary um, Cocaine is a Hell of a Drug. What's his name? Rick James. It was Rick James in that, yeah, was it? Yeah, it was Rick was James. Because it? it was amazing. out of Beverly Hills Cop. But anyway, that's not what was we're talking it? about. Oh, okay. I think it is. I don't know. I feel like it's nobody knows it and, and it's amazing and uh, definitely worth uh, checking out the video and the song. Now that we've waffled a bit off track before we've even got on track... The movie that we're going to review is Coming to America 2. And like the name suggests, this is actually a sequel from quite a long time ago. I think the original was made in the 80s. Eddie Murphy is back for a round two. And we're not really sure if it was a good idea. So, Gregor, now, have you seen the first one? I haven't actually seen it, believe it or not. I was probably the target audience for it at the time. Must be like one of the very few 80s movies you haven't seen, Jared. Although you are a big uh, 90s aficionado. It's true, it's true. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have to talk about 90s erotic thriller sometimes. <laughs> it doesn't get any better, but we'll talk about that later. Let me just give you a brief uh, synopsis of the story. So the movies are, by the way, called in German Der Prinz von Samunda. And I don't even know what the second part is called. I guess Der Prinz von Samunda 2. Just to give that update to our massive German fan base out here. The first part of Coming to America, it's kind of an 80s classic. I think it's from John Hughes. So yeah, classic director. Was it? Is in Pretty in Pink? 16 Candles? We should candles. fact check that, but I think it's him, yeah. Never let the facts get in the way of a good review, I say. The story is basically about it's there's that kingdom in uh, Africa called Samunda, and uh, there's that young spoiled prince played by a upcoming star Eddie Murphy. He's uh, supposed to marry this uh, girl I think from another kingdom and everything arranged marriage and his life is kind of redesigned for for him by his dominant father and you can see where this is going he wants to go out and discover the world before he settles for his destiny basically he goes of course to uh, brooklyn america because this is representative for the whole world as we all know <laughs> i guess there weren't as many hipsters there back then to be fair well i actually did go to new york in the 80s and i can tell you i was at central station and I asked someone for the directions to the hostel I was staying at. No Google Maps, Jared. No Google Maps back in those days. And I asked for directions and the guy said, I don't know where you're going, but I am going to advise you to get out of this street as quickly as possible, <laughs> lest I get killed. <laughs> oh, so, you know. That's but... a classic Jared story. <laughs> It's quite good too, actually. Just to finish that off, so he goes to Brooklyn and then, of course, he meets a working class gal and is choosing another way that then his life was supposed to be. Is of course, in the end, getting together with this working class girl and uh, taking her back to Samunda and becoming a new kind of king and bringing the modern Brooklyn life. Well, the second one actually has a connection there too because he, while he was in Brooklyn, he also had some sex with someone that wasn't actually in the first one and he's had an illegitimate son who's been in Brooklyn all the time and he's found out about him so he's going back to get him so he can be the rightful heir to the throne and you can pretty much guess what's going to happen from there onwards you know you're going to have like boring culture clashes predictable scenarios the whole thing is just a bit of a shameless cash grab I have to say though I did quite like it like it was an easy watch 
And Gregor has a habit of making me watch art films. And sometimes I just Quote need... Quote, art films. Art film. <laughs> not in the German sense of an art film, just oh, yeah. artistic. You should be happy it's not German <laughs> art films. <laughs> no, they're not easily available on the web. Actually, I quite like a good American film. I've got to give the production for this some pretty high rating because it really did look pretty good. There's some bad CGI, but overall they've really tried to make it look good. I guess the big question is, well, you know, how does Eddie fare, you know, like, what, 30 years later? <laughs> well, he was known for quite allegedly some excessive drug use and... Party all the time. He Well, he did party all the time and then some, which is why he has 10 children. From True like story. 20 women. Yeah, so he was definitely partying a lot more than I was, that's for sure. I just felt this film, the script was almost written to not give him a lot of dialogue. He hasn't got more than about 10 words. It's only towards the end that he actually has a reasonable amount of script to work with. So it was kind of like that. We're kind of working around him. So I don't know what's going on with Eddie, but I'm a little bit worried about him and his 10 <laughs> children as well. They also had some bad CGI. One of the highlights of it is there's a CGI lion and there's actually a fart joke in there as well. And Of course. And, well, nothing says comedy gold like a farting CGI lion. Uh, you're, look, getting, you're getting all your points out at once, Geraldo. Oh, how about, how about, I'm uh, giving away the gold. I'm giving away the gold. Um, <laughs> you were quite negative, actually, with the movie for introducing it as you liked it. So, um, yeah, honestly, I uh, I said to Jared, guys, uh, I don't even really know why we're doing this review because I feel like this is the worst movie I've seen in quite a while, quite a while. I think I was just annoying our uh, Spanish flatmate and Jared because I was complaining throughout 90% yes, of the Yes, he got movie. it in the doghouse with that, you could tell. Um, as Jared said, uh, the story alone, you can see it's such an obvious, like, made-up, stupid story just to be able to create another movie. Like, he was that innocent uh, prince in the first one who just was discovering life. And of course, so now he has suddenly, turns out he has this illegitimate child with this ranchy woman played by the um, former SNL uh, actor. Uh, what's her name again, Jerry? Leslie Jones. Yeah, exactly. And I like Leslie Jones. And honestly, she's not even the, the yeah, big problem of the movie. I think she's actually all right. Movie. She's yeah. a big spark. I just think the problem with the movie is, in general, it's like 80s templated movie with a few updates that just doesn't quite work. And you sort of wonder why they did this. I suppose Eddie needs, you know, the money for the 10 kids. There just didn't seem to be much yeah. point. Like, yeah. And it was apparently a COVID him? production as well. But I don't think you could tell. Like, I've read a couple of reviews and people said, oh, I can tell it's a COVID production. I don't think you could. Look, I agree with you what you're saying, um, considering the production design and uh, the clothes and, yeah, how the interior looks. That is the one strong point of the movie. But you saying, Jared, he goes back to Brooklyn, but that... That barely plays a part in the movie. It's like mostly shot, obviously not in Africa. It's obviously everything is shot in Georgia in this CGI castle. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have to mention too, for any 90s fans out there, there's a little bit of a montage of African-American singers from the 90s and they have The Sun does a... What does he do? He does a cover of Prince's Get Off. You also have Salt and Pepper. 80s and 90s people will remember them as the duo that's saying push it, which still gets, you know, a bit of a bit of a run every now and then. Even I'm too young to remember uh, to get these references, so... It sort of was too unsophisticated for older people, but too referential to the 80s, the younger people, and not particularly funny. But having said that, it's an easy watch. Like, if you just want something to 
watch while you're doing almost anything else, then this is the perfect movie. What do you think about the cast, Jared? Well, look, it's got this amazing cast. You know, it's got Wesley Snipes from White Men Can't Jump. That's the only thing I can remember him from. It was crazy to see Wesley Snipes again, right? I know, it was really weird. And there's also, if you're really going back, there's a guy called John Amos in it. People from the 70s will remember he was the father in Good Times. They've really tried to get an ensemble cast of old and new names. Yeah, Tracy Morgan. Sandy Rock, Rachel. Yeah, like he, but Tracy Morgan didn't really have that much to do. But see, this is where the problem is, is most of them have not much to do. They do have to do isn't particularly demanding and not particularly entertaining. And it's not particularly, and for a comedy, it's actually not that funny. The one thing that I do think is quite nice about it, if you've got small kids and you want to put something on, it's not particularly rude. Like, it's a, it's a bit of a family-friendly show, within reason. That is probably the only situation where I could kind of recommend this movie. But yeah, with kids you could watch it. But um, yeah, just coming back to that point, I find it's like they, they market it as that Eddie Murphy ve- vehicle. Yeah, um, and he just doesn't I, really do anything, walk around in yeah. capes. I listened to a, to a Mark Maron interview with him before the movie as marketing, and I was like... It's kind of interesting. The guy is so different than you think. He's really he seems he seems a bit a bit reflective and everything. It was really kind of a good interview. I can recommend with Mark Maron and his podcast. Um, maybe we'll have Eddie Murphy on soon as well, hopefully. But um, <laughs> I I thought he's yeah he's playing a big role in that movie and it's a little bit like his comeback movie. But no, he's he's so underused. It's, he it's is terrible. underused, but I don't think there's much left to use. Maybe he looks pretty good. There's been a few, you know, like snide comments about his physique and his change but he is quite you know he's matured a lot it's been quite a while but i still thought he looked pretty good and i just didn't think his heart was in it but his probably his debt was yeah look uh, the scary thing is um i think until this new movie uh the war of tomorrow with with chris brett no no but uh what i want to say is this is now i think the most watched amazon production are you serious but until <laughs> yeah and until, hey what do i know it's also one of these streamings five out of ten movies apparently i haven't watched it to be fair but until that this movie was apparently the most watched movie on amazon for like a year so the most successful production so it's kind of sad that this gets so much success i don't know what do you think? i think movies like this have a built-in audience and they've also got a pent-up demand because, you know, they hype it a little bit for like 18, to 18 months to two years before it's actually released. And so yeah. people get a bit excited about it. It's like an iPhone. There's pent-up audience demand built into the release of it. Coming to America, the first one, wasn't huge in Australia. I think it's got a huge American following. Combine that with COVID, people want something light. This movie comes along. It's got a lot of nostalgic appeal. A movie like this is able to find an audience that I think organically I probably wouldn't have been able to find. Yeah, I honestly, I think in the, in the theater, this movie would have been uh, kind of a flop. Oh, here's <laughs> a bit of gossip too. Did you know one of Scary Spices, Mel B's kids, he's the father? Yeah, yeah. You know, like who would have thought? He got around. You were saying 10 kids, honestly, I think. It's uh, 10, I looked it up. Really? Oh, I thought it was we even 13 or something. No, yeah, it's 10, okay. so Eddie's ten of one we 10 of who we know. <laughs> 10 of the ones he'll line up to yeah maybe just to uh, after the actors quickly come to the story I find also this, this story so uh, predictable it's like yeah. look guys I cannot recommend this movie anyway so I'm just gonna spoil it a little bit it's so easy to guess there is like this this daughter of Eddie Murphy who 
would be the, so the perfect uh, princess. Yeah, uh, the heir to his throne. The heir yeah. to his throne. But it's supposed exactly. to be a man. But of course, eventually he, you know, comes around and decides, you know, he has to change and change is all part of it. And she's going to be the new heir and the son can marry what whoever a surprise. he wants. What and, a like, surprise. Look, it's horribly predictable. No real outstanding performances, I would say. Yeah. At least Tracy Morgan, like, as I'm annoying a, as he can be, I thought he's going to bring some a bit of pepper in this movie. But Yeah, because I'm a 30 Rock fan and he's never really found an, a movie vehicle quite that suits yeah. him, I think. I don't know what the problem is there. Maybe he might be a little bit old for it now too, you know what I mean, to get that to be a headliner because there's been a big gap between yeah. him being in 30 Rock and his, and his you know, like crossover to movies, so maybe it won't happen. Arsenio Hall, it was interesting to see him after yeah. all his years. They also have a CGI where they de-age the faces. Like, I yeah. thought that was interesting. Like in the it looks Irishman. Li- yeah, it looks a little bit odd, but it's pretty convincing all up. And he used to actually be a big talk show host. Now, that wasn't really in Australia, but I do know it. I've seen it on YouTube when I was, like, looking up, you know, things for this review. Yeah, that was definitely a guy where I was like, when have I the last time seen a senior yeah, hall? Like, that must be, like, 15 years ago. I was least. even slightly surprised he was alive. <laughs> like, because, not that he's super old, but I thought you just hear so little from him that you think oh something might have happened i have to say uh, sherry hatley who plays eddie murphy's wife she she still looks stunning it seems yeah it was pretty me, amazing yeah. like i thought that too I was seems like, wow. like she did that one movie 30 years ago and then she just went into a beauty sleep and came out for that <laughs> Wake movie. Up for the next one <laughs> um well i'm gonna have to get my beauty sleep too so we'll have to give it a star rating now i'd give it two sterner Guys, uh, I'm I'm sorry, but this is, as I said, the worst movie personally I've seen in a while. And I can... What's the lowest rating? A half star of four? No, half, I suppose. We haven't really thought about the lowest rating we can Hal- get, but yeah. Ein halber Stern. So <laughs> half a star. For me, not really recommended unless you've got a lot of ironing or cleaning the, or something to do. The things uh, lockdown makes you watch, huh? It's true, it's true. But look, you know, you can always go back to some other 80s classics. My personal favourites, Mannequin. Honestly, I, I probably have to Google the German title. I don't oh, even Mannequin. know what it is. Ruthless People. We could possibly <laughs> even do an 80s retrospective, you know, eight 80s movies in eight days. Sounding like <laughs> yeah. it could be quite fun. Um, but anyway, thanks for tuning in and we look forward to the next episode when we're bored enough to actually getting around to doing one. Because we're still in COVID lockdown. The next movie will yeah. better. I promise, guys. Oh, I promise. Yeah. Okay. Good night. Gute Nacht. Gute Nacht.